0: Hi, I'm Viv, and I'm the face behind Skin Farmer Aesthetics in Stockton on Tees. And tonight it's the fifth in a series of weekly lives I'm doing with Dr. Sunny Desi. And, hey Sonny, Um this week we're talking about another part of our story concerning um, facial ultrasound and the reasons we're using it and what we're hoping to achieve by using the ultrasound in our work. Um, I'll just wait for Sonny to arrive. I'll oh, just be a sec I'll go through what we're talking about once uh, once he's joined me. Let's see where he is. There we go. There is. He should be too long. Uh, so we've talked about different aspects of our work. Thank you, Sonny.
1: Hi, I, uh, good evening, how are you? I'm fine, yeah, how are you doing? Good? Yeah, good, good, good. Um, I thought you were going to uh, display the, um, do the little talk with the pictures first.
0: Uh, yeah, I am I thought it'd be nice to have you in as well, but I thought, I'll, I'll, I, it's oh, it's easy yeah, enough okay. to see this. Yeah, it's not that difficult. So what I'm going to talk about with Sonny is about chin augmentation, about use of ultrasound um, prior to carrying out work on the chin so this is just an example i'll show it was there so this is a patient i treated some time back for chin and cheek augmentation you can see that the chin effect and that's using dermal filler treatment um, the chin just like any other part of the face has got Anatomy that we 've got to be very careful about both Sonny and I we know what issues can occur if we aren't treating different parts of the face properly, so the ultrasound is and again you know i 've put the ultrasound in the house and got the actual device with me, but no matter um, the actual the actual process of carrying out a treatment needs to be based on safety and efficacy. So with the chin augmentation work that we do, um, we're using the ultrasound to really look at problems um, that could occur Uh, During treatment and after treatment with fillers in particular. So with um, with ultrasound, we can have a standard protocol. We've been talking about protocols and what could be done with using a standard method of carrying out a scan of part of the face. And by doing, um, carrying out a scan following a set of instructions, like using a protocol, we can gather information, we can identify potential issues, we can improve safety and we can improve how effective a treatment may be, um, ultimately for the benefit of the patient. But also it helps us to m- improve our work and it helps us to maintain a good standard of practice as we carry out our work for different patients. So. We've got a standard protocol, we carried out some work last week looking at a protocol for lip augmentation work. This one is for chin augmentation, so it's a series of basic instructions that any practitioner could follow who uses ultrasound, and by doing that they can carry out an ultrasound scan to get the information that they need safely and effectively for the benefit of the patient. what what do you think about using protocols, Sunny? Um, we talked about it last week, but for me, I think it's an effective way of maintaining and improving our practice. What do you think?
1: Viv, have always straight into business, always straight <laughs> in. Listen, let's rewind a little bit. I'm just going to say a quick hello uh, to yeah. uh, social media sister, who um, who is uh, a good follower and a good uh, good advice afterwards as well from her. Thanks, and of course uh, the one and only. Rick from LTF, uh, the king or the emperor of uh, internet marketing or digital marketing, I suppose we should call it. Um, okay, so yeah, um, let's just rewind a little bit for any yeah. patients, clients that are watching. Like, why are we talking about chin fillers? Do, do people yeah. come in and say, fill my chin? I want to look like, <laughs> uh, I want to look like a Desperate Dan. That's a little bit old. Or um, Jimmy Hill. Again, that just gives away my, my age. <laughs> so let's rewind it back. Yeah. What is the pain for a client or patient coming in about the chin? Now, sometimes for those of you watching, you actually don't yeah. even know that the chin is the area that needs, as Viv calls it, augmenting or enhancing or, or restoring. Yeah. So what I'm trying to <laughs> emperor, yes, Rick. Um, so so the, the pain the pain and the reason why you need to see a healthcare professional who understands the artistry of rejuvenation is that The chin brings balance to our face. So some people do come in and with a side profile, they're like, I've got no profile. You know, I've got no chin. I've never had a chin. And that's very straightforward for them to then for us to say, "Okay, chin augmentation or treatment is one of the part of the rejuvenation process. But for a lot of people, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, is that when we do that holistic approach to facial rejuvenation for women, we want to enhance the chin so it's a bit more pointed. And again, you know, yeah. you've displayed in two dimensions and it doesn't give it credit to the work you've done. Then two yeah. you just pop up that picture for me, Viv. Yeah,
0: yeah, yes.
1: that's looking at the front view of the face of uh, the exactly.
0: patient in so,
1: their 20s. Um, so what, yeah. what, we see, what we see there, guys, is that what Viv has done is, I mean, it's a bit stereotyping, but bringing that female shape back into a V shape, I call it Disney princess. Yeah, Um, But that V shape. But for men, we want to have a wide chin. Now, if I've been coming closer, I had chin fillers about two years ago to kind yeah. of make my chin a bit wider and a bit more um desperate Dan-like, a bit more macho, a bit more masculine. But as you can yeah. see, as my fillers have started to regress a little bit and it's wearing off, my chin has started to become a bit more feminine and pointed. So yeah. as a side profile, I'm losing that masculinity along the jawline. So, guys, yeah. those of you watching your clients, obviously – colleagues who are watching, you probably already know this, or if you're new to aesthetics, that's why the chin is so important. And Viv, why don't you now go into a bit of the anatomy and why it is important that we understand what's going on behind yeah. the chin in order to give patients the best results, a safe result. The chin,
0: the chin, just like any other part of the face, has got different tissue um, below the skin. And when we're using a needle, whether it be a sharp needle or a cannula, which is a blunt bendy needle, it, there's always some risk to, uh, it, there's always a risk to with what we're doing to the tissue that we're injecting into. Now with the chin, there's filler treatments that can be used Filler can help increase volume. It can help to shape the area where the injection is carried out. There's also toxin injections that are possible in the chin. So you've got patients that have an area of dimpling when they move the face in a certain way. And they don't particularly like it. So we can use to- toxin into certain areas of the chin, the muscle, to relax the muscles and reduce um, the dimpling effect in the chin.
1: I, which I demonstrate it? Bit, so... Yeah,
0: yeah. That's it, yeah. (laughs) That dimpling effect in the chin can be reduced by using toxin injections and that can improve the appearance in certain patients. Now with fillers, fillers are um, materials that are injected. Now with the chin, there's various blood supply around the area and there's various muscles and nerves as well. Now, if we inject filler and we do it in an area that's likely to cause a problem we're going to get a lot worse problems later on and the whole purpose of using ultrasound for us is to improve the safety find out exactly where the problematic areas around the chin may be before we do the injections and we can accurately inject using mapping first to actually map the area we can use guided injections as well so if we use the ultrasound to actually look as we're injecting we can place the filler in areas that will provide the most effective outcome for the patient and also the safest outcome for us Um, so because of variability that's the the word that I always use, there's such a big variability between one patient and another. Anatomy textbooks give us a general idea of what we should expect, but in practice, that's barely the the, um, the same outcome in every single patient. We can't tell unless we can see under the skin. Now with the chin, usually we're taught, when well, I was taught, to use injections midline. So basically going along the middle area of the chin, not deviating too far to the left or right because of blood supply in that area. Now, even if we stick bang in the middle for injections, there isn't any guarantee that we're not going to hit a vessel. And if we inject thinking it's safe without actually checking prior to injecting, if we inject and we place a sharp needle into an artery that's running along the midline of the chin and we place filler there we can block that artery we can affect blood supply to other areas of the face we can end up causing tissue damage uh worst case scenario and cause a lot of problems which we don't want to do so the purpose of the ultrasound is really to improve safety and maximize effectiveness
1: uh, efficacy um I've got a few, um, shots. I'll show you. So, what, think, uh, Viv, just, just for pause. I think some people have joined us and that's very, it's very good of them. So uh, right. I think just as a quick recap, for those who are joining us. So, um, basically Viv um, obviously introduced a topic that we were just concentrating on the chin area and showed a sort of before and after of, um, a female chin that he'd augmented or enhanced or restored, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, there's a, there's a, there's there's a, a way of beautifying by enhancing a female chin to make it more pointed or for a man to make it wider but for for some patients obviously restoration so we were just at the beginning of this talking about the pains of why clients patients would come in and maybe ask or they might end up having a treatment plan that involved chin uh, treatment um viv obviously then you've gone through the anatomy and spoken about how you've been taught that you know focus on the midline. And then it's like, what step, what, could we, what step further could we take in order to improve safety? Now, controversially, some, you know, some people say, well, why have ultrasound, you know, clinically yeah. we've been doing this for ages and, you know, hit, hitting something that a vessel is, is relatively rare. But yeah. that's like saying, well, um, we why use a mobile phone because I've got a landline in my house. <laughs> i mean i'm being a bit i'm being a bit facetious the point is is that the technology is there and it's not too expensive and it improves patient safety and improves your injection technique and it improves the reassurance for you and the client patient then that's what you should do um on that note i was just going to say that we'll probably go on after this where we've actually shown it is just talk a little bit about that we've spoken about how we vascular map and we can see the blood vessels and visualize them Viv mentioned about doing um almost I don't think you can call it diagnostic injection, but maybe that is a term. Diagnostic injecting under ultrasound would be, even for treatment, yeah. it still applies because what basically you've diagnosed a problem or a, a treatment, a treatment area, and now you're treating it by diagnosing with mm-hmm. the ultrasound. And uh, for those of you who are wondering, how can you inject and ultrasound at the same time? Well, you can use sterile jelly, ultrasound yeah. gel. But you were just about to go on to show some pictures with on the um, yeah. videos.
0: Yeah. Uh, as, as, um, as I was saying, there's, um, there's a couple of shots here. There's one of a scanner, basically just uh, um, added a little bit of text just to show the areas. So This is a, a still scan shot of, um, of an area of a patient's chin midline. So I looked centrally um, and the bone is at the base of the shot. You've got muscle in the middle, which is a darker area that's called hypoechoic. And muscle tends to look darker on a scan. Higher up, we've got the skin right at the top, and below that, there's fat. Now, with filler injections, we aim in the chin to basically get it close to the bone without risking problems of injecting into a vessel in particular. Um, And there is various uh, blood supply around the central area, around the area of the chin. We just don't want it to be bang in the middle where we're generally doing most of the injections. So that's looking at the anatomy. I've got a shot of, let me just get it up. This This is blood supply below the lower lip, it's not quite as low down as the middle of the chin, but it's between the mid chin and the point just below the uh, lip, the bottom lip. So what this shows is blood supply and that movement, uh, the coloured area is blood flow below the lower lip. Now there's such a big variability, as I say, there's a lot of um, differences between one patient and another, that vessel can lie in different positions in different patients. And if you happen to be injecting around that area, you're risking problems with filler blocking that vessel and causing a whole load of issues afterwards. So it's really a question of following a a series of instructions to get the information that we need to be able to carry out the treatment as safely and as effectively as possible. And that's what the protocol is about, using a standard method to gain the information that we want to do what we want to do. Um, So that was the whole purpose of looking at a protocol, a standard protocol to use the ultrasound um, for mapping in particular for vascular mapping to look at the anatomy and find out where problems may lie prior to injecting we can also as i say use the ultrasound during injections which is guided injection i'm still doing more practice to actually put that into into place in my work Um, But there's also post-treatment scanning. We can always scan after treatment to look at filler position, to check the filler isn't actually causing any problems having carried out the injections. If there was a problem, if there was filler that may be pressing against a vessel or for some reason, if there's filler within a vessel, we can do something about it as quickly as possible. Um, There's no harm in sorting out a problem if you know it exists. The, the, the issue is more about waiting, delaying when there isn't a need. If you can find out that there's an issue and you can treat it safely and effectively straight away, that's the best outcome.
1: Yeah, no, um, that's exactly right. Uh, very, very, very clearly put. I think what what we see a lot on forums about chin chin occlusion is, is, probably, is probably more likely to be, as Viv has pointed out, that it's probably the filler because we're putting quite relatively large boluses. So for patients, yeah. clients watching, we're using, it's actually a very small amount, 0.2 or 0.3. And we call it a mm-hmm. bolus because instead of creating a thread when we're injecting, so like longitudinally or horizontally, it's actually just a blob of filler because what, yeah. we're, what we're trying to do where Viv showed the bone at the bottom and then you've got uh, so if you don't mind putting that up for me again yeah so where you, wh- what we're trying to do is we're, we're trying to place the filler on the bone so that it helps to support that muscle because as you age you lose volume and you lose muscle and so what happens is i'm just using my own uh, chin as well as a reference point Viv, is that um you know this sort of recesses or sags um or it becomes more square in women or it becomes more pointed in men, unfortunately for me. So what, what we're doing is we're placing that filler directly down, or for example, here mm-hmm. on either side, it would be for me. And then yeah. we're helping to push that muscle up so it's more supported. Now, yeah. imagine squashing everything up, and Viv showed us mm-hmm. a video of that vessel that was sitting nicely just above it or in the mentalis muscle, um, yeah. just there. So imagine that vessel is pulsating away, it's minding its own business, and suddenly the muscle is pushed up. Now, because there's going to be swelling after injection, there might be a little bit of inflammation. Actually, what probably more than likely happens is that that vessel gets squashed. Now, we yeah. probably think, without any visualisation, is that it's a vascular occlusion. Now, you might not even notice it because you know it's quite painful to have, uh, well, relatively, I would say, the more, more tender area to have an injection in the yeah. chin. So, again... We're not saying ultrasound is the be-all and end-all, but it's an additional tool where you can say, well, I've viewed what we're injecting and I can see the muscle there. That was a dark area, If you pointed that out. Then yeah. I put filler in, which will look like dark area, but in a different place. And then yeah. I can see what the blood flow is like. Now, if the blood flow is not as good or it's not as pulsating, then you know that probably that if you didn't have any feedback in the needle or aspirate, as we call it, then it's more than likely that it's squashed. And then at least you can monitor it you don't necessarily yeah. have to dissolve it there and then. So the complexity of injecting the chin, the anatomy, using ultrasound to check and reassure yourself, and also yeah. later on as well. So what we, what I've seen on the forums, and you can, you probably seen this as well, is that generally yeah. a day later, the, the the practitioner will get a message or a phone call from the patient saying, "My chin's really hurting, yeah. um, really swollen. Um, is this normal?" Yeah what's normal yeah. Well, how long is a piece of string and yeah. that's where ultrasound comes into its own because you would have even if you didn't record what you'd visualized you still saw it and we're all very good at, i think every practitioner here who's watching is probably really good at visual memory and you always remember yes. those things so um yeah, yeah so Viv, that's my point on terms of where it where it adds in and it's additional to what you're saying so yeah
0: Yeah, it's just that normally there isn't a problem. Like I've I've carried out lots of chin augmentation treatments and I've not yet had any problem that's been anything out of the ordinary. You get the temporary swelling, you get minor pain the following day, but nothing excessive, and it tends to ease over a couple of days. Um, But we're both members of CMAC, which is a collaborative of specialists around the world who look at aesthetic complications. And some of the problems that are seen on that group can be quite severe. Um, Chin augmentation, I think Gillian, Gillian Murray talked about some of the problems that she's seen with chin augmentation work and the issues aren't always instant. You can over a few days have problems inside the mouth. So checking the tongue, checking the gums um, after treatment and checking them afterwards as well if there's a problem that persists, it's important to know what the potential problems can be and, and the symptoms of those problems to be able to assess and treat accordingly. With ultrasound, we can check before, during and after, and be much more aware of possible problems based on what we can actually see. And that's something that most practitioners I think don't have the ability to do yet without using ultrasound.
1: I mean again we always we always reiterate this like find out network in your area. Someone in your area will probably have an ultrasound scanner and you know that that, yeah. that can help. So you know that that's we'll go back to why we're doing these talks is um, we're trying to Add value to those of you watching, to clients, to colleagues. And basically, that, um, you know, it, as we're going along, we're learning as well. It's not like we, we don't know everything. Yeah. Can, yeah. We, uh, I was just going to mention that this Sunday I went on the Skin Beaver Cadaver course, Cadaveric Training course with Tim yeah. Pierce and um, a, tra- a trauma surgeon called Ansar Mahmood. That's right, isn't it? Ansar Ansar Mahmood, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, these guys yeah. are, you know, Tim Pierce. I think everyone who's watching knows, and Ansar, they might know from, from training. Now, the cadaveric course just highlighted the the anatomy behind the chin, how, how thick the skin is, how thick that fat layer is, and then the muscle yeah. as well. And I would definitely recommend, um, if you're not wanting to necessarily invest in ultrasound at the moment, definitely invest in a cadaveric training course. I have kind of been, you know, it's kind of, clinic's always busy, but it was definitely worth it. Um, and yeah. it's definitely something that will add value. And actually on that course, Ansar so bought his um, GE ultrasound, um, yeah. uh, Philips or GE, I can't remember. And, you know, we were facial mapping and, and having a look. Yeah. So, yeah. Viv, I think it's coming to the end of part five.
0: Yeah, time flies. I think um, it's just, as you say, it's a story. This is our story of from when we started to how we're progressing. And it, it's ongoing. There's, there's, um, there's no specific end point where this is an ongoing series. We're not going to carry on doing this every week, but uh, it's something oh, that would be, be interesting to... F- well, <laughs> Are we not? <laughs> Are we it's excited? just it'd be interesting to know... <laughs> it be interesting to know what it's like for other practitioners. We've got Leone. Hello, Leone. She's come to watch us, Sonny. Well, she's come to watch because it's part five. Leonie, great,
1: Leonie,
0: part Leonie. Yeah, Leonie Shellkesh she's um, she's a doctor in Amsterdam and um, she's probably the world specialist in facial ultrasound use in aesthetics and she's really nice she's a fantastic lady and um, i've had i did a live with her and Tom Van Eyck last summer and it was a really nice experience but it'd be nice to speak to lots of practitioners about what they think of ultrasound. There's there's lots that may be thinking about it. They're thinking, well, it's, is it worth it? What benefit is it going to give me? Is it really of any use for me to even look at ultrasound? And I was in that same position a year ago. I was wondering, you know, is it really going to be of benefit? And it was purely because of Leone's webinar via CMAC that I was uh, listening to, it was only because of her that I really looked at the options available and the benefits that ultrasound could bring to me and to my patients. And to be honest, I I wouldn't go back. There's pros and cons to everything. And it's a question of weighing up what you think is of use to you and to your business and to your patients. For me, there's no question. I wouldn't go back to not using ultrasound, but I'd be interested to find out what other practitioners and patients think about using ultrasound. Do you think it's useful? Do you think it's a waste of time? Do you think it's going to make any difference to a treatment that's carried out either for a patient or for the practitioner carrying out? Are they bothered about the time it takes? We've gone through all of these things and we know in our own experience that, We have benefited and our patients are benefiting ongoing by us carrying out the work with ultrasound. So for me, I'm happy. I just want to know what other people think.
1: I think I'm going to pop your bubble there a little bit. I think that if you actually look at the number of practitioners who have ultrasound, it's only a handful. Um, yeah. this is yeah. Why, that and that's that's i i i mean it would be great to get feedback especially because viv's kind of just um is is almost cancelling the show you know our ratings are <laughs> minor so if you can dm now or dm or or um, or or send something in so viv doesn't cancel the show every week because i'm enjoying it um so the 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 point is is that it, not many people use ultrasound um because it's not it's not common and i think for patients yeah it again if you ask the patient about ultrasound in aesthetics i think they wouldn't they wouldn't necessarily know unless they've been to your clinic yeah. because it's not common practice so um yeah. i think next week we're gonna i mean next week if 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 uh, if people want to so we're going to just choose another 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 area of face we're just going to go around and then maybe later on yeah. we'll get people to join yeah. us and talk a bit more. Yeah. I think it's a fascinating subject. I could talk about it every week, just for 30 minutes. Yeah. And you know what, it helps me in practice. You know, um, yeah. next week that, you know, when we started doing this video and just watching it back as well, when I pick that on yeah. sound up, I'm just getting that a little bit better at holding it, a little bit better at scanning, yeah. a little bit better at explaining to the clients, mm-hmm. patients. So, um, yeah, anyway, I'll let, you let the, it, I'll let you have the last, it, last word because you're, you're, you're hosting.
0: I agree with you Sonny, it's an interesting subject, I think there's a lot more to learn and it's nice to talk to people about this area of practice, Um, we'll talk about another area maybe the temples or midface or something or people can message us and ask us about an area they're interested in, there's no problem Um, and we can and we we probably will, we'll speak to specialists um, in the field who carry out this work regularly. Leonie, for example, I'll have a chat with Leonie. I'm sure she'll want to join us at some point. Um, and there's lots of other people as well. But I think we'll carry on with our story. We'll, we'll tell. Patients and uh, practitioners, what we feel about the work, how we progress, how things are changing for us. And we will talk more. We'll get, add value to um, individuals' lives who are looking at ultrasound.
1: And we'll try and do things as well as we can. I'm enjoying it. I hope you are too, Sonny. Well, this is, is what's happening. You're threatening to cancel the show. And now BB Aesthetics just said, look, I'm a beginner in ultrasound, but using it when I'm injecting onto the bone. Can't wait to figure out full facial mapping. So you're going to leave. BB aesthetics hanging next week if you if we don't do it so we've got to it's got to be every week.
0: BB, I'm sure I know BB.
1: <laughs> I'm sure
0: I know her. Um, she, I don't, I can't remember if she was at one of Ansar's training events. I can't remember if I saw a post by her. But um, facial mapping is a way of identifying problems, as we've already said, using a scan for vascular mapping before carrying out treatment, it helps to know anatomy and you improve your anatomy knowledge by scanning. Because when I do a scan, I look and find out more about that area before and after I do the scan. The B, and that's um, why-
1: the, the, Yeah, yeah, baby was, she was on the course with you. So she was on the what course- Was she? Right.
0: Okay. Great. <laughs> She really, it, she'll know herself. You need to just practice. You, the more practice you do, the better you'll get. And I think, I think what we'll just... do then
1: on, on that note is, um, sorry to interrupt but is that we, by, by the end of the series, we'll have like some PDFs on and some picture diagrams, which we'll put into like an ebook. Yeah. And then we yes. will we'll just set up a landing page or something, BB, and then we you could just download it for free. And it's just a way of um, getting that standardization. So you can just have it there. Um, and pull it open and and, and follow a process because at the moment there are no standards no. In, in ultrasound in aesthetics so for I think it's for Kalo Aesthetics and I I would like to try ultrasound I think if you get in touch with um Clarius or um uh what's the other one Clarius Clarius is the, is the company what's is it who, who's the distributor Bell
0: Oh, Bell! Bell got Rachel, and actually, I've got to say he- happy birthday to Rachel, who is one of the founders of Bell uh, Bell Health, who are the UK distributors of Claris. So, you-
1: so, happy birthday, Rachel! Happy birthday, Rachel! So, for for K- for Kelo Aesthetics and I. So, if you are interested in using aesthetics, what are, usually Bell Bell is, is tagged into our posts. So just send them yeah, a message. Yeah. that you're interested, and they might be able to just yeah. send a rep or send you an example, and then you know, or, or visit visit the showroom, whatever. I do think they have a showroom. Yeah, or, visit yeah. them or They'll send something, and um, yeah, then you give it a try or book onto a yeah. course. Book onto a course yeah. and try it out. Yeah. Yeah, if you if you're close by,
0: you're quite welcome to come up and have a try with my ultrasound if you really want. There's no harm in it. Depends how far away you are, but uh, yeah. there's there's different things you can do. I'll tag Bell in the post, and anyone interested can contact them. I'm sure they'll provide information if you want.
1: Um, and by the way, guys, we're not we don't get any commission or anything. So you know, we literally just fascinated by the subject we really want to spread the love of ultrasound in aesthetics and uh, become specialists ourselves because too often when you're in uh, belfast obviously ni stands for northern ireland i got that now um
0: Uh, yeah definitely
1: message bell and see see what see what can happen or if there's someone else close by um yeah i think i think we carry on we could carry on digressing and talking but i'll let you close up yeah
0: I just, um, we'll say, we'll, put, we'll, we'll call this uh, the end of tonight's uh, live and we'll carry on next week. We'll pick an area of the face and we'll produce a, a protocol that we'll show. And if there's a particular area that people are interested in, just ask and we will try and do that for next week. Um, but I hope, hope you have a great week ahead of you, Sonny. And I hope everyone watching does as well.
1: Oh, thanks very much. Thanks very much for watching, and yeah, it's lovely to see the interaction. That's exactly what we wanted, and uh, yeah, we'll keep on doing yeah. it if you guys are interested. Thanks, Viv.
0: Great. Nice speaking, Sunny.
1: Cheers. Bye bye. Have a good evening.
0: See. See you.
1: Bye bye.